What up? What up? What up, everyone? Welcome to episode 31 of Combo's Court, and I am Combo. Go grab yourself some body armor. Tell them Combo sent you. Also, please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, write on your Apple Podcast app. Today's show, current Big 3 champ and former NBA player Quentin Richardson joins in to share his story and talk hoops with Combo. You could follow Q Rich on IG at Q Rich. You know you could follow me on Instagram at 12combo. That's O N E T W O C O M B O. Big shouts to DJ Don DeMarco and shout out to everyone who listens to Combo's Court around the world. Let's get into it. cool man it was you know it's a tough city but you know it's when you a kid who can't tell you your childhood not great growing up you know our, our, my parents and my family did a good job of making us feel like and we did have a great upbringing right right what high school did you go to Whitney Young Gosh, High that School was the, that's, the, that's the public school um league out there yeah Chicago yeah, public that's probably league. one of the best public school leagues in the country definitely back then for sure yeah, yeah, Red West, you know, KG was there at Farragut, Ronnie Fields, Western House, all of that, Marshall. Is it, as, is it as competitive now or kind of fell off a little bit? Well, the city is it, broken up differently now from what I understand. It's not about, uh, we used to have single A and double A. Now it's about six A's from what I wow. understand. So it's kind of, the, the uh, you know, when we played, it would be only one team to come out of the Chicago Public League, and you had to win the Chicago Public League championship to go represent the city downstate. And um, now multiple teams can make the uh, can actually go downstate. So it's 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 a lot different. Wanted to fast forward to the rookie season, man. You had an exciting young team. You were living in LA with a lot of money, uh, young guys. What was that experience like, and what came with that? Just living in LA with that type of money, that type of lifestyle. Oh, for us, man, it was a blast. I mean, you know, we we thought, you know, we were we were we were doing it big and everything else. You know, for us being in LA was just uh, was just a bonus. It was like the big. I think the bigger thing was was all of us being together and being so right. young. It was four 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 nineteen year olds and one one eighteen year old was like the core. Myself, Lamar Odom, Corey Maggette, Keon Dooling, and then Darius was eighteen. So, I mean, when you look at that, you you, you could have dropped us anywhere and we would have been wild. But, I mean, us being in L.A. was just, I mean, it was I mean, it, it was definitely a, a different time. I mean, we were in the middle of the Lakers doing that 3P with Kobe and Shaq ruling the NBA. But, I mean, at the same time, we carved out our own little piece of land in L.A. and, and had a little fan base. And that's when, you know, Clipper Nation started. To yeah, not only that, like, if you if you would go to high school, even in New York City, you, you would see more Clippers jerseys than Lakers jerseys sometimes. You guys definitely created a culture for sure. So how did the Jordan deal come about? So we, we used to always go to uh, Jordan had, you know, Jordan had a, a fantasy camp for kids in Santa Barbara. And so. The way that the way that goes is he would have like the best college players and uh, maybe one or two of the top high school players. They would be, um, you know, the counselors here at this camp where all the uh, you know where young kids come and they stay overnight 
and do that. And um, we would be the counselors. So when I was first in college, I did it then while I was at DePaul. And then uh, once we got drafted right there in L.A., you know, I, we continued to go there because it was such an easy drive from, you know, from L.A. to go to Santa Barbara for us. So our rookie year before the season, we were getting recruited heavily by N1. And we basically had, you know, all N1. So did you sign a contract or they were just sending you product at that point? You know, we hadn't signed okay, any okay. contracts or anything yet. But, like, at this point, you know, when teams are trying – I mean, when when, it, when the shoe companies are trying to sway you or whatever, they, they send you gear. So, you know – Mike knew that we were Nike grassroots guys, but he, you know, after 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 the game, after the day at camp, you would have you would you would do like a big, you know, he would have a big counselor game where the counselors play and he would play, and it would be like you know the best players playing. So after the game that particular day, we had on all our N one gear, and he was like, "Man, what's up with all this? You know, why y'all got on all this all, all this N <laughs> right. stuff?" And you know, he was like. You know, this is what's going on right now. We told him that that uh that you know that, that we having a hard time. We was having a hard time. Our agent was having a hard time negotiating our deal with Nike. And um he was like, you know, don't worry about it. You know, I'm a I'm a call and I'm a I'm a I'm a talk to him. And so then the next day he was like, Y'all gonna be with me and this was like, you know, he had it was only one one year prior, he was going into the second year of having the whole Jordan brand as a team thing. So, um you know, we were right at the beginning. For us, you know, it was it was to be handpicked by MJ, knowing how we grew up, you know, uh, admiring and uh, being me being from Chicago and Darius being from East St. Louis. Us growing up, you know, Michael Jordan is everything. I mean, to every, most kids, he is hundred percent. Even more so for us because this is you know this is hometown for us. This is this is what it is. So. Uh, from that point, you know, the, that next week, we just started getting crazy, crazy Jordan brand gear. And it was like, a, it was like something you, out of a movie, like, man, I can't right. believe we getting all of this gear. And like, we really with, with Jordan brand. Yeah, that is crazy, especially being that young. You guys looked up to Jordan or when you were younger. There's always been like a mystique about Jordan. Like, he does, he's not really heavy on social media. What is he like off the court? Awesome. I mean, that's that's one of the you know I tell people all the time when they ask me about him. I mean, it's you always fear. Well, I'm one of the people that I, I I I'm fearful of meeting people that I look up to or admire. There's not a lot of people that I do, so it was it was, it was right. a big relief for me meeting MJ and him being a cool, down to earth person and you know embracing me and making me feel cool and comfortable. So. Uh, for me, he's been awesome, and every time I've seen him in action and been around him, and I've seen him in action a lot, and been in chances, been in situations where fans or regular people, whatever you want to call it, are around, and I mean, you know, he, he he's what he's supposed to be. That's great to hear, man, because everybody looks up to him, and it's kind of, like not a lot of people see him off the court, you know, he's like, he's not that heavy on social media, so that's cool to hear. The Players' Tribune um, came out with a story about Darius. Uh, you were the guest editor, and Darius speaks on, like, mental health and how he kind of leaned on you to get out of that dark place. What was that process like for you and Darius? Um, you know, it's just like anything else, man, when you go through tough times. Um, he went through a, through, a, through a nice period where, you know, he was dealing with everything kind of on his own, and, 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 and he was trying to process everything. And then when he got to the point to where he was ready to reach out, you know, obviously we were there and we were, we were able to embrace him and, and try and help him out. But I mean, he, he the, the the biggest thing was him taking those steps and doing everything that he did to get to where he is. Because you know we were here waiting, but you know it always takes the person to actually do the 100%. work. Hundred percent, it, it definitely comes from within, man. I'm glad to hear he's doing better. Um, 
I wanted to talk about some current NBA. You know, it was great to see D Rose with that performance last night. I had a bad ACL injury. I know that, like, I know how hard it is to come back from that, and it was just great to see. But in that same game, Jimmy, he didn't even. He said he needed rest, and he didn't even show up to the bench. How do you feel how Jimmy hand, is handling the, like this whole situation? I mean, I don't know. I don't know the whole situation. We just know what we 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 only know what we hear and what's right. reported. We don't we don't um, we we're not privileged to the whole situation and, and what's going on with it. So I can only speak on what we see and what we see from the media and what's um, being put out there. So as far as that goes, I mean. It's, it's, it's a lot of these situations now going on where you get players that are that are unhappy or being told one thing. I mean, the, from what I can understand, it seems like he was told that, that, that one thing was going to happen and it didn't. And so now he's upset about it. And so, I mean, I'm the type of person, I just like honesty. I like to be told the truth. I don't know how it would act in that, in, in that scenario because, like I say, I'm not privileged to the entire scenario. We only know, you know, bits and pieces and what's being reported. But, I mean, I think the biggest thing that I heard from him when he's talking, and I know Jimmy, he 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 want, he want, he he feels like he was told one thing, and I and I it seems like something else is right. Done. Which, that's, that's just which happens mind. a lot in sports. And and one thing about him, he, when he's on the court, he's a professional. He's playing hard. That's, I mean, every time he's been out there, you've seen it. When he's when he's been out there, he's played hard. He's played, you know, well. I mean, but I mean, regardless of whether he played well or not, he's playing hard. He's putting forth the right type of effort. He's trying to help his team win, and and so I, for that to be the case, I, I I mean I don't I don't see it's, it's not much you can say. I mean, as far as what went on in practice and things like that, those things were reported, and those things. I mean, it, it seems like some of the players took it one way, and some of them took it another way. So I mean, you know, that's all. If I'm not there, it's hard for me to speak on. No, that no, it's definitely, I understand. Sources are saying we don't know. We're not inside the situation, as you just said that he might go to the Rockets. I want to ask you about the Rockets, man. Kind of like a slow start for them. Should they be concerned, or it's just the beginning of the season and everybody's like overhyping it, really? No, I think you should be concerned. I mean, good teams always want to get off to a good start, and I mean, any team want to get off to a good start. You don't want to, you know, be be getting getting. I think they what one in five or one. Yeah, I think two and six maybe. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, and that's that's with your superstar uh, hardened down, but I mean, you still expect to be playing better than that when you when you got championship aspirations. So I I totally understand that. Yeah, for sure. I think I think losing Ariza was was bad for them pretty much because he's like the to me like he's like the prototypical NBA player. He could fit in any system, three and D guy. Trev, Trev yeah. is awesome, man. That's my that's my boy. I know Trev since he was in high school. Right, man. So yeah, that was a, that was definitely a big loss for him. I wanted to know uh, your thoughts when KD went to the Warriors. What was that like, going through your head? Like, because I believe in player mobility. I think a player should be able to play wherever they want. But some people are like, it was too much, man. Seventy-three and ten, the second best player in most people's opinions goes to the Warriors. What were your thoughts on that? I, I was yeah. shocked. I was definitely shocked. I was like, I mean, but you know, that's 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 the way that the the, the the rules allow it to go and i mean they they nobody cheated or anything in that respect so i mean that's just the new nba man i'm a huge fan of the new nba and every version of the nba so i mean i'm not somebody who feels like oh this that or whatever you know you have different people with different opinions i mean to me that's just them using the cba to their advantage and and, and being able to go where they want to go and if you want to team up with somebody and you can do it within the rules hey more hundred percent. So what's in the what's in the future for Q Rich, man? And and what's the experience in the big three been like? Um, 
I think it's awesome, man. It must be great seeing some familiar faces and getting back on the court, just hooping at a high level, you know? Yeah, the big three was awesome, man. I, uh, I had a, I had an awesome time being involved in it. I mean, we won a championship. Hey. So that made it even better. <laughs> but, I mean, just in general, I mean, it was it was an awesome experience. And, um, like you said, getting to reconnect with the guys, feel like you're in the locker room, get the camaraderie again. And that uh, that brotherhood, just connecting with guys that you hadn't seen or you probably wouldn't see on the regular for seeing them for 10 straight weeks, that was that was pretty cool. And then some of the Hall of Famers that people may not know, the, the George Gervins, the Rick Berries, the Rick Mahorns, GP, and getting to be personable with those people and too, that all those things were just huge pluses for me. So are you going to play again? Absolutely. As long as everything is the same and everything, um, we got to come back and defend our title. So, you know, we got to we got to come back. Right. That's going to be a challenge because it definitely got better from year one to t- year two. The, the, the level got so much higher. Yeah. And I would expect the same thing would happen. I would expect it would get, you know, get better this year uh, as well. Yeah, man. So what's in the future for you, man? Besides that, we know you're going to go back in the big three. What else you got going on? Uh definitely going to be staying attached. I mean, in, in one way or another, staying attached with the NBA and basketball, um, you know, amongst other things that I do away from it. But I mean, in general, you know, some, some, some media stuff, some, some broadcasting, some uh, podcasting and stuff like that. So definitely still, still in, in, in tune with the NBA and in line with that. All right. Well, well, thanks for being on combos court, man. You're always welcome back. You know where to find me, man. All right. Appreciate you for having appreciate me. Appreciate you too, Rich. Talk to you soon. There it is, episode 31. Hope you enjoyed this show. Big shouts to Q Rich for joining in. It would mean the world to me if you left a five-star rating and a friendly comment right on your Apple Podcast app. Be on the lookout for episode 32. Combo out.